0: This program is brought to you by Bible Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee's Summit, Missouri. You're using Christianity for a crutch. Have any of you ever heard this? I actually had a man say that to me one time. And not only was I appalled, but I was really confused. What in the world does that mean anyway? And why would I need a crutch for starters? I'm not wounded, and I can function perfectly well without something to prop me up. And, yes, I guess I was not only offended, but I was honestly kind of bordering on anger. No doubt if I had understood what he was really trying to imply, I would have been very angry, and with a righteous anger for my Lord. It was actually a ploy. It was a ploy to try to make me believe that I was weakened by my love for God, for Christ, and for His Church. Well, that was just the first of many kinds of derogatory remarks that I would receive, simply because I chose to have God first and foremost in my life. That decision often comes with missing certain other activities, which can be offensive to others. Even when we explain very kindly why we need to be in worship, because that's the most important thing in our lives, or that we graciously decline invitations that we know might involve us in worldly activities such as dancing, maybe alcohol being present we are likely to get some form of backlash but that's okay for every evil that we avoid imagine your father in heaven saying to you well done my good and faithful servant and then imagine hearing enter into the joy of the lord one day matthew 5 excuse me matthew 25:21 just watch and see Temptation comes to us in so many ways. If I had lost my temper and been rude to my boss that day, even though he was degrading to me and our Lord, would it have had a godly effect upon him? Would it have made him want to find out more about Christianity? It's doubtful. What I did say to him eventually was that I felt his remarks were unnecessary and hurtful, and then I was trying my best to live a life that would exemplify Christ. I am thankful that I did respond that way, because there never had to be another discussion. If I couldn't work late on a Wednesday night, I was never questioned or reprimanded for leaving early for Wednesday night Bible study, or being at our gospel meetings. I am thankful to God for that. We're all going to have those moments of frustration and decision-making sin comes clothed in pleasure and desire consider the tree of knowledge of good and evil that tempted our sister Eve we read in Genesis 2 9 and out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food the tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil there we have it two very special trees One brings life, the other, well, we really wouldn't know until she ate of it. Satan is the master of deception and the father of all lies. The Apostle John states it best, Ye are of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father ye do well. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie... He speaks of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And what did Satan do when he saw Eve lingering by that tree of knowledge of good and evil? He approached her and began to entice her, stating that what God had told her was a lie. Thou shalt not surely die, Genesis 3, 4. And then he further tried to encourage her, appealing to her sense of pride and desire. Verse 5 of Genesis 3. And the rest is history, literally. And thankfully, we have this inspired writing to show us today, what happens when we give in to sin. The Apostle John also teaches us in 1 John 2, 15-16, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Watch and see, ladies, it's all around us these worldly pleasures and temptations. Don't be led astray by people ridiculing your godly behavior, or be offended by those who think you're weak. God's children are the strongest of all people. They know who they are, and they know where they are going, and they are determined to get there in spite of all the temptations and influence to waver. So, why do I say watch and see? It's simple. Peter tells us in 1 Peter 5:8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Yes, we need to be diligent in watching. Excuse me. See the results that happen when others fall prey to his deceitfulness. It isn't pretty, it's sad and it's heartbreaking. But we have a great God and a loving Savior who has told us that we can be more than conquerors through him who loved us, Romans 8.37. And one day our faith will be sight and our diligence in being sober-minded and aware of the pitfalls of the Prince of this world. Coupled with our obedience will result in our most glorious home with our Father in Heaven. I plan to make that my final resting place, and I hope you do too.